Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the Penny Bloom podcast. Today we continue our comic book movie journey through film with what many consider the greatest of all time. The Dark Knight released July 18th, 2008. It was written for the screen by Jonathan Nolan and uh and Christopher Nolan with a story by David S. Goyer and directed by Christopher Nolan. I am Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And returning to continue her work on the Dark Knight trilogy here, we've got Claire De Janeiro. How you doing? Welcome back. Good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course, of course. You're always you're one of my favorite guests. One of my favorite people wow. to have on. You always bring a lot to the conversation and the Dark Knight trilogy is a good one to be a part of. You know, that's that's a fun. That's and that's why you know when we had a little bit of a scheduling conflict last week, we were like, you know what, this is not the one to go. Oh, it's okay. She can miss it. No, no, it's the Dark Knight. Uh, how how you doing? How you doing this week with this movie? You know, like how you feeling about it? Oh my gosh! I mean, as we were just saying, this is probably a lot of people's favorite movie, especially if you're our age or around our age. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to kind of get into it, kind of unpack that, and just relive what it was like when this movie was coming out because it was very culturally significant. Oh, dude, it was it's a magnificent it's a magnificent movie. I love this one so dearly, and it's one that I've had a an interesting relationship to because it does not go so far back as two thousand eight. I was uh okay. I did not I did not get into this movie until much later. But Joe, how about you? How you feeling about this movie? Yeah, I don't I don't remember when the first time I watched it, I guess was, but I don't know if if your guys are the same as me. I could probably quote a good eighty percent of this like legitimately eighty percent of this movie. And I feel like I'm almost like I've probably reached that threshold of like if you watch this movie with me, you probably don't want to watch this movie with me because like I I hate that person like that says like things during the movie, you know, like, oh, actually, did you know, you know, sort of thing. But like, it's not even that like I don't even say like a trivia thing. It's just like I'll just say the line or like I'll just. This movie gets me to talk. I don't know. Like, I, I am in... Every time I watch this movie, I'm just... I'm into it. Oh, yeah. Um, and and now, like, being able to, to watch it and then know I'm going to be able to talk about it at length, you know? Um, and yeah. that is the purpose. Like, I vote... This is, this is a long time coming in my life to be able to talk about The Dark Knight at length, you right. know? Like, it's... Right. it's it, I've, I feel like I... It's... I've never really gotten the time to dissect the movie fully. Um, like, but that's the thing. Everyone knows. Like, you talk to anybody, it's just like, oh, yeah, we all know. Like, it, we, we mm. know what this movie is. We know the the bar it's set, the, the standards, 
you know, that that just seemed to not be matched um, since then. It's Some movies have come close, um, but even, even I still have it. It is the tippy top of my uh, comic book um, rating. Um, even uh, even yeah. on the good old top 100, it was number nine. Um, yeah. So even above Spider Man for for me, which I is, praise which for is you, pretty big, which is pretty yeah. big. I was yeah, gonna say I big. feel like Spider Man and Dark Knight are the two that I could see mm-hmm. being neck and neck for the top. Oh yeah. Just for the yeah. pure like, it's so important to you as a kid than growing up and and um. Again, also movies that are important to people who don't generally care about superhero movies. Like, this right. movie was just a, a movie that every person was talking about when it came out for a lot of different reasons. Um, some kind of sad. Uh, but right, right, it, 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 has, it touched the cultural zeitgeist in a way that mm-hmm. not even really the MCU has done. Oh, no. Like, this dominated, like, there's this review recently that Guillermo del Toro gave The Killer. That is uh, very, very spot on. And it was a it was a little bit of a lengthy tweet, but it ended with a it's nice when you can watch a movie and a film at the same time. You know, Mm. it feels it feels like this is this is as entertaining and as action packed and as exciting as any general action adventure movie there's ever been. But it has this heightened art to it. It it feels like there was a great deal of care put into it, which elevates it beyond movie to film. You know, like it feels this this is cinema. You know, this is this is that shit right there. Um, yeah. I actually got a chance to see this in the theater a couple months back, um, which was the first time I ever got to see this in theater. I did not see it back in two thousand eight, um, and changed it for me. You know, I always liked it. I always really enjoyed it, um, but even uh, I I I'm still hesitant to call it my favorite Batman movie. I love the Batman a great deal, but it's it's definitely neck and neck up there. Um, mm-hmm. the the one that I've always had a tough time putting it above is Superman seventy eight. I love Superman seventy eight. One of my favorite movies of all time. After seeing this in theaters, I have no doubt that this is this is above that. I, I there's just a there's a after Oppenheimer and revisiting this movie and getting to see it on a big screen, it kind of recontextualizes Christopher Nolan as a filmmaker for me and seeing just how much visual prowess this had, which I never really gave it credit for. Um, and how much more character Batman actually has than I've ever given him care uh, credit for. Um, mm. I've always kind of undersold this movie as, this isn't about Batman. It's about the Joker and Two Face, and that's what this movie. I don't know if I feel that way after this most recent rewatch. I was it's the exact same thing watching it uh, for this because I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, I, I didn't realize how much Bruce Wayne actually does do." And not just like Batman does that Bruce Wayne has in this movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's usually the common narrative is Heath Ledger as the Joker. I mean, it, no one's denying that. That's kind of the main main takeaway for a lot of people and then you know most most would even say that harvey dent that that two-face is a more compelling character in the movie than batman and i I think i still would agree with that i think like harvey might be the most interesting character in the movie um but I, i like i did try to focus as much on christian bale and batman this time on this watch and like it's 
it's still not as much as I think I would want. Like I think the new like the new Batman, Robert Pattinson, that is a Batman movie. Like that right. I I love how he's front and center a whole lot. There's a lot more care like diving into his character specifically. Um but I, I don't think it's it is um like a fault for this movie that that there's not this oh, deep no. dive into Batman. This is a sequel movie, and I don't like. I didn't know that coming into it. I don't think. Like I don't think I watched Batman Begins first. I think this was my first Christian Bale Batman movie that I ever watched. Was mm. The Dark Knight? Um, it was for me as well. Or maybe that I at least remember. Um, like the first Batman that I remember is Christian Bale. Well, I guess technically it's the animated versions of batman yeah, like i watched away. cartoons but the first live action batman i remember is is christian bale and it's here um and then like i, I watched batman begins after so like that that there's the dive into christian bale and into batman <laughs> if you want it you know that's that's what batman yeah. begins is all about this is the world's already built and now we're off for the races you know sort of thing and that's that's why i'm i'm excited for the next batman to see if if it's going to follow in the same suit as this one or not if they're just gonna just rip it and just go um now that the world is is built and everything mm. um but can't can't speak on something that's not out uh, i yeah, can't right, speak right i can speak on the dark knight and how how well it was executed but yeah oh, he, like uh christian bale shouldn't I, I i would always say like this is like the worst batman out of any you know it's more the villains that 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 get the highlight and everything but Christian Bale does not do a bad job, or like at Batman is—he does not do a bad job as Batman by um, any measure. Yeah, yeah. it's just it is—he just kind of gets outshined sometimes. Um, oh yeah, no, and that's that. Yeah, that's not a—that's not a detriment to the movie. It's just uh, it just shows how good this movie can be in its grandest scope. You know, um, I still find uh, we talked about this with Batman Begins, the recasting of uh. Maggie Gyllenhaal in the role of Rachel. Yeah, um, yeah I would say this is the, like the one glaring bad casting in a very, very well-casted movie. Which is weird because I feel like a lot of people like the recast. Like, I feel yeah, like a no, there are a lot of people who think that Maggie Gyllenhaal is the right, the right choice, uh, the, the right recast. Um, it's hard to me. Yeah, I she's okay you know it's not like she's outwardly bad you know that's that's not what i'm that's not what i'm trying to get at it's just that like in a movie of such powerhouse performances where she's surrounded by these super talented and maggie gyllenhaal is a a good actress you know like it's not like it's not like she's uh, in a room full of people that she's not holding up next to no like she has a great filmography and she's done a lot of great stuff it's just fascinating that and I, I tend to blame Christopher Nolan a lot of the time whenever a woman doesn't get enough to chew on in a Christopher Nolan movie because you find that in almost every Christopher Nolan movie is that the the, the woman lead has hardly anything to go on. Uh, you found it in Oppenheimer with Emily Blunt. Like what she does with that role is fantastic, but she's hardly there, you know. Um, and I, I'd say like even in the first movie, I think they did a better job with Rachel than they do in this one. Um, yeah. They did. Kind of I think it was the writing of the character. It was a lot. I feel like watching this time too, because I was kind of focusing on it. Think about it. a lot of the writing of the character just makes very little sense compared to what she was in the previous movie. Um, there's a lot of moments where she just seems 
first of all, to not know what she wants, but also like this scene where she's like, yeah, Bruce, I'm going to, I'm going to totally be with you. And then the next scene, she is writing him a letter that no, she's not like, it just makes her seem very unlikable, which is kind of unfortunate because uh, female characters are always judged more harshly for being likable. Um, Mm -hmm. But it it just feels like a completely different character than the first movie. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like she and Bruce have any history or any real reason for them to be together. Yeah, the whole point of them in the first one, like, Rachel was his, like, rock. That was, like, like, she was, like, his kind of, like, moral compass as well. Like, he was thinking of killing the man that killed his parents, Mm -hmm. and Rachel was, Rachel slapped the fuck out, you know? She's like, no. Like, what are you thinking? Your father would be so disappointed in you right now. Like, they, like, she actually had so much, like, impact on Bruce. But, like, Mm -hmm. in this movie, it kind of just feels like she's with Harvey now, but Bruce still wants her, you know, Rachel wants to move on. She's kind of letting, like, leading him on, too. It it is this weird back and forth. Yeah, it is, like... And it it is complicated, you know, like, it's, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it is a tough situation. She did at one point tell him, you know, if if one day Mm. there's no more bat... You know, then I'll be there. And Bruce has to acknowledge that things change, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, like, she can't live her whole life waiting for him to hang up the suit, you know, like, sort of thing. So there is, like, it it is, there are, like, it does go back and take there. But, um, I don't know. She does tell him at the party with Harvey that, like, no, I'll still wait for you. Like, she says that to him at the party, then Harvey interrupts them. So I just, like, I don't get that. Yeah, no, that's very true. That's very true. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a little flippant. It is. Um, there's 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 a little bit of a back and forth there. I, I will say that uh, the death scene, as much as I'm like iffy on the whole killing a woman to further the hero story, and to, you know, it does create an interesting conflict about. It creates one of my favorite character moments for Christian Bale whenever he's sitting in the living room and his full suit without the cowl and stuff and he's like she was gonna wait for me alfred you know and alfred takes the note he's like yeah. this can wait uh it's all right. don't what, you is what is that alfred what's that thing you have there don't don't you, worry about it. you don't need to know wait, whatsoever yeah but alfred it's... alfred's always a real one you know and oh, every, yes. he's the constant the constant in every batman movie um, that is Maggie Gyllenhaal's best scene, though. Whenever she's sitting yes. there on the phone and she's like, "It's okay, oh, you know, yeah. Harvey, it's all right, you know, we're, we're for like you." Yeah, like, movie. yeah, yes, it does. It does one hundred percent. It feels like there's a, there's finally that softness, that vulnerability. Yeah, there's there's more substance <laughs> than just the. Yeah, there. I, I think I brought this up with Batman Begins because we were talking about Maggie Gyllenhaal's recasting. There's that chick on TikTok who does the stereotypical women acted and written yeah. by men, mm-hmm. uh, and she like she you know she shows up to the office and she's like, "Oh, what's up, bro?" You know, like does does all that like feels it feels like they tried to write her as like one of the guys almost. You know, like at yeah. the beginning whenever she's like, and it's yeah. it's the right spirit to have. You know, like. You know, if if you're the Gotham DA and you're not getting shot at, you're not doing your job right. You know, like shit like that. Like, it's interesting, but it's also like. It's just not the character. No, yeah. It felt like in the first movie, she would have been like, oh, the man I love oh, yeah. just got a gun pulled on him. Yeah. 
that's maybe yeah. be a little bit more like, are you okay? You know, like that's a badass scene the, too. There's like that relationship that she has with the DA in the first one too, where she's very concerned about him when he goes missing. Right. Um, I also just don't know if I would buy that that Rachel even likes Harvey Dent that much. Like, I think that he just, he doesn't seem like the kind mm. of person that she would go for because she's very principled. And I feel like he's, mm. I love Harvey Dent, but I think that he's more like kind of willing to bend the rules, kind of willing mm. to, he's two-faced. So he has like that other side of him that's maybe not as noble as everyone else is making him out to be. Right. And I feel like Rachel would see right through that. I don't feel like she would really care for him the way that she does. It doesn't seem to make sense that she does care for him the way that she does. Right. Yeah. No, and like, that's what, that's why, like, whenever I say like Bruce can't expect, you know, her to wait forever, I would almost anticipate that the Rachel from the first movie would. But no, you I think know? she absolutely would. I think she wouldn't, at least not for Harvey Dent. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Like it, 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 it almost uh, feels like it happened by proximity. Like she's yeah. the assistant DA, he's the district attorney. Oh, it just happened, you know. And it's like, oh, I don't know about they, that. Like, I feel like a lot of his qualities from... are things she doesn't like about Bruce. Like yeah. he's very stubborn. He does whatever he wants. He's like puts himself in danger. Like these are all well, things maybe that she that's, didn't. Like. Maybe that's why she's with him. You know, maybe it's like a he remind she reminds him mm-hmm. a bit, or kind of like uh, he reminds her a bit of Bruce, and it. Yeah, maybe a little bit of jealousy. Well, the worst parts of him. Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It is, it is, she does seem to just not really care about Harvey that much. Like it, every time they're, they're out. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and in the first one, she's like the most caring person there is. And like, she's the good lawyer as well. She's like any corruption, any sign of that is like, no, like that can't happen. You know, like she's automatically going to fight it. And like, she does have some, some lawyer moments, I guess, you know, like with, when they're interrogating Lau and they're like, you know, Hmm. He's like, I'm good with calculations, and they're like, Oh well, Rico, we can get all of moment. you. You know, we can get all of you. So that that was yeah. pretty cool. Um, when but, she's like, Thank you, hold on a second. I gotta you know, like yeah, she's yeah. like, We can get them on a fucking Rico charge. You know, like we got we got their ass. Um <laughs> but, And that's like one of those things that again, I think it's just it just kinda happened by proximity, like between Harvey and Rachel. It it almost feels like they are they're in the same line of work. They have the same motives not the same methods, you know, but they want the same things. And it was just kind of like, you're hot. I'm hot. Let's, let's do this thing. Um, hmm. And it, 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 it's fine. You know, like that's, that's probably the weakest part of the film. Um, Love triangle for sure. Yeah. It's like, I get it. It, it, it spices it up with a little bit of a, a dramatic flair, but in, in a movie that's already so jam packed, I don't I don't know how much you need that. I think that you could have even continued the like for that conflict at the end there of Rachel in one place, Harvey in another. They don't even need to be together. That's not that's not the part that's driving that scene forward. It's the fact that Batman yeah. leaves to save Rachel. He's like, I'm going to go get Rachel. You know, like that is what I'm going to do. Um, it, it just feels like a part of this movie that they didn't need. That I think it would I guess work. It comes if back around act- and rises, but kind of. I feel like it would work if the actors had chemistry, and I don't feel that any of the three. I honestly think that Bruce and Harvey Dent have more chemistry than Maggie yeah. does with either of them, and 
That I, I yeah. think that would make it more exciting, but as it stands, it just seems like they had to add some kind of romantic conflict. So that's mm. what they decided to do. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't Harvey's... know if in the comics maybe she's with Harvey Dent. Is that a thing? Rachel, I, I could not tell you. I like tell Harvey's you. fall is like that's the sad thing is that it doesn't work well for Rachel, but that's true. Man, it works well for Harvey. Like that's fair. You know, just the little push. You know that that Joker had to to give him. You know, like you needed, you just needed that little push to to go insane, and like it works really well for him. It also works well for Bruce. You know, like that shot of him just standing over the rubble. You know, like probably I think it's like one of the maybe it might be the cover of the the DVD case I think mm. um if I remember right but that was um, that was a potential shot oh one um, of the more iconic shots but, from this movie for sure but uh yeah. like it, it is sad that that like her death isn't like strong for her it's only yeah, strong it's to push for other it's to push other dudes yeah. forward for sure but um yeah I agree. Well, I, I don't have know. I one guess... question that I want to ask because this always confuses me, and I think I know what it is. But okay, so when Joker tells Batman, like you can save one of them, does he give Batman Harvey Dent's address and say it's Rachel's address? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, that's oh, what yeah. happens. I never really yeah. totally got that, but yeah, okay. yeah, he knows he knows that's who funny. he will go to, so he gives him he <laughs> gives him the oh, He knows who will be saved. He knows that's- that he'll save Harvey. And he wants Harvey to go insane. Like that's that's right. what's that's what's crazy. Like he knows he'll get to them, but he'll get. Do I to look like a man with a plan. Yeah. I don't, like the Joker. I was. Trying. Uh, let's talk about him. I was trying my hardest not to be like performance character line. I, I was. I was gonna give him everything. You know, I did give him performance <laughs> and character. Um, and make. You know, it's like it. It's just it. It is kind of undeniable. You know, like I, I, I was trying to spread the love, and I'm like, oh my god, this is. It's just kind of insane watching this dude do what he's doing. Like it's, oh dude, it's incredible. And the the character work that's done on him, like you, oh he could just be an actual insane person that is getting incredibly lucky, or he's like, he's planning. Yeah, I mean, some he's got a plan, obviously. Like yeah. some of this is planned but some of it like really is just like up to the random chaos like um whenever he's taken out like three people at once the the judge the Mm. commissioner i think at the time yeah and supposed to be harvey i think is the other um like i guess like does the Joker really know that the dude's just gonna like chill at his desk and take a sip of his bourbon or whatever? You know, to I don't kill think him? all at the same time. Like, yeah, yeah, but you eventually, know. you know, I, yeah. I guess like yeah, is that all happening concurrently? I guess I don't know. I guess I haven't really thought about that. Like, is that? Well, yeah, I that's guess my favorite of... scene of the movie. Yeah, um, Ooh, great scene. The cascading assassinations into so Joker good. showing up at Bruce's penthouse. Yeah, he does. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Oh God, dude, I, that's incredible. That's oh, I love it. it. I love it, and it's not it like I already had the idea that it would probably be my favorite scene because I've always loved it. It's one of my, you know, just from you know when he's holding Maggie Gyllenhaal there, and he's like, a, "I had this wife," you know. Mm-hmm. He does. He does that whole thing, mm-hmm. and uh, let's put a smile on that face. Uh, uh, dude is fucking. Dude is gnarly. Um, he's but like something that's yes, 
when oh. I was in the movie theater watching that scene, I was like, I got chills because the way the world is like spinning around Rachel here and everything's spinning out of control and the camera stops moving whenever Batman goes, then you're really going to love me. You know, oh, gotta love that. Gotta um, love um, why he does that voice. I don't know. Um, like after watching Robert Pattinson, just talk Whisper. normally, like he just kind of whispers. Yeah. Just talks normally. Like I never really thought, like, Word why, yeah, why he does this, but like, I'm I don't wear know. an yeah, I, I love it. It's in, it's, it's perfect. Like it just, it, it adds to the like, holy shit. I am afraid of you. You know, like Robert Pattinson doesn't really. He uses, I don't know, fear is important to him, but he's kind of more sympathetic at the end. Like, he doesn't mean to really drive fear. I guess he, he wants to, but, like, this is just, um, this is just pure, pure fear. Like, whenever he has Falcone, um, up in the balcony, you know, he's oh, like, love that. if you're, if you're one to intimidate a guy, you should really pick a better spot. This, this fall wouldn't kill me at all. He's like, I'm counting on it. Yeah. God, man. Look, he just got, man. I mean, Love that shit. I love ev- all those scenes that come up. I love that, but... Salvatore Maroney. Yeah. Oh, that was Maroney? Yeah. Falcone's locked up. Um, uh, oh, but Maroney right. is... Maroney is around. Getting- I'm getting... I'm going with a new one. In the new yeah. one, Fal- Maroney's locked up. He was the big yeah. bust, but Falcone's out at, at large. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think the writers get confused about them, too. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah they're they like always- the same... You know, the same. There's fighting. two Italian mob bosses. Yeah. One's in jail. One's not. Yeah, one's the underboss. One's the boss boss, and whichever way you go is up to you. You know, um, I do love that scene in the courtroom at the beginning, though, um, with Harvey Dent. It's kind of his introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's like, "I'm the real brains of the operation. He's just a fall guy," uh, mm-hmm. and he pulls the gun on him and he disarms him. And if you're going to take out a public defender, sir, I suggest you buy American. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> Now, I I love oh I love moments that make me feel patriotic. You know, even though like yeah. I really don't care. Like I, I really don't care to feel patriotic at all. That's just like a. It is just a in a movie. You're just like you know what? Yeah, like, if you like, are going to, you oughta. You know, <laughs> right, Harvey? Man, you know what? You tell him, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's more wow. of just a yeah badass line. Well, he's going for a reelect. Going. He's also always thinking about reelection and stuff. And if you if you drive home the marketing yeah. genius, yeah, he's. He's always on. Uh, Harvey's, he's, uh, I don't know. I believe in Harvey Dent. Come on, Harvey. Uh, (laughs) I don't, you know, he doesn't know you well enough to know he's making fun of you, but I do. Come on. I mean, it is, he he did kind of just make fun of him literally at the beginning. Was like, oh, the guy with those fucking corny ass commercials, this guy, (laughs) I'm going to believe in this guy. Like he literally made fun of him at first and then barely just, he ended it with, yeah, I believe in you. Harvey Dent, you're going to protect this city, dude. Yeah. It's like, no, I, it, that's actually a pretty good fucking speech, you know, like to, you know, yeah, lowball yeah, him I, a little bit mm-hmm. um, and then come around and be like, because it's a good way to sell people on somebody to be like, even I doubted him at first. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sitting here and I'm I, I know this is the man that is meant to lead Gotham into the future. Um I went with Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent for my uh, character. I think that as far as the arc he goes on in a single movie. Wow. One of, one of the better co- like single movie comic book movie arcs ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually something like this, 
I find myself going, gosh, I wish they would have introduced him in the first one, showing him as the, like the, the white knight, the guy who can save the city and then show his descent in the second one. They don't need that at all in this, you know, like that's, it is perfect the way it is. And I, I, I just really, really love the descent into madness, the, you know, making his own luck. Every time that there's like a little allusion to the, the fact that it's a double-sided coin, I always love that whenever uh, he's like, oh. you'd leave a man's life to chance. He's like, well, not exactly. Yeah, well, no, you know, no he's you like, don't get it, dude. You don't get it. I, this is, I have a dope, come on. I, I had come on, I have a whole thing. I was, I was really intimidating him. Come on. Um, yeah. And that's Polka Dot guy. Exactly the kind of man. Exactly the kind of mind that a Joker attracts. Yeah. I mean, the Joker was right, dude. I mean... I almost went with Harvey, and then I saw you go with Harvey, and that just put the nail yeah, further really, into the yeah. coffin of me going with Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I love the the joke. I mean, he, Heath Ledger is just whenever he's on screen, he takes over. Like it's just electric. You yeah. know, I am I am focused on what this dude is saying at all times, and like trying to read every little bit of facial acting that he's doing to see if I can notice oh, anything oh. deeper. Oh, he, the mannerisms. Yes, the yeah. licking of the lips. The he puts his own makeup on. You know, it's like it's very street Joker. This is not like the Jack Nicholson Joker. You know, this is right. this is not not the same. Well, and people, I think that there's a, a common misconception about this Joker that he's all dark and nothing matters and serial no. dude is fucking hilarious. You want to see a so magic funny. trick? Yeah, you so want to see a magic trick? I'm gonna make this pencil disappear. God, like it's gone. Yeah. No, we hear some great, great lines, but also like, I I think this is one of just the most interesting interpretations of Joker because I think you either go the route of he's completely insane and like society has failed him, or like he's just pure evil. I feel like this Joker is. Especially with all of the stories of like how how did I get this scar, you know, where he just kind of tailors it to whoever he's talking mm-hmm. about. At the end of the movie, I'm like, he probably gave it to himself just to have like a reason to talk about this. Like he's just he's so I don't think that there's any reason that he became insane. I think that he just has like this chaotic evil, and it's it's mm-hmm. I, I just find it to be one of the most interesting interpretations of a comic book villain to be honest but i think it's the most successful translation of a very campy villain to a real world setting mm-hmm. yeah, oh absolutely just... there's a there's this thing about him where this kind of recontextualizes joker forever joker was never exactly like this in any media before not even comic books like there are elements you know there are there are parts of him that are bleeding through there are it's an amalgamation of like every Joker that's ever come before and then putting it in a, in a more real world setting. And it's, it's fascinating. You know, I think that, uh, there's, there's a nuance to his performance. That's just so veiled. Like you don't know he's a fucking liar. You never know exactly what he's, what he means. If he's being for real or anything like at the end, are those triggers going to blow up the other boat? Are they going to blow up themselves? Do they actually have any way of knowing? Everybody just kind of takes them at, everyone just kind of takes them at face value. Everyone's like, oh, well, he's making threats. We ought to, we ought to stick to it. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it's fascinating. You know, I, I love, I love the way that he, you know, you, you know why he use knives? Mm. You know, yeah. <laughs> 
in some Not ways personally you just savor all the little emotions in some ways i know your friends better than you ever did you know and then you then he takes off his jacket. oh dude god man yeah he's perfect that's i love that they cut away and they cut back and joker's just manhandled this guy yeah well totally. he has a piece of glass next to him like are you an idiot like yeah. he's gonna use this yeah no that's, dumbass that's i have two contenders for my scene and the batman and joker interrogation is mm-hmm. is one of them yeah. the uh you know good cop bad cop not exactly not exactly, um, not exactly sort of thing Whenever I mean, the chair, behind him, you know, so. mm-hmm. oh god! Mm-hmm. Whenever the chair is put on the door, from that moment yes. on, it's like yes. we're getting it, you know. Oh my god! Yeah, and I they're like, it. "No shit, no fuck," you know, like everyone on the other side of the glass is like, "No, goddamn it, wait, uh oh!" And I mean, man, it really looked like he like punched him for real. Like I don't, I'd be. I think he, no, I think he did like, because I was I'm, thinking about it, and I think Heath Ledger was like, "No, like I, you need to actually punch me." And, and Christian Bell was like, I don't want to do that. And he did. Jeez. Yeah. Like, I, I think, I think there were some real hits in there. Like, I thrown, that, like, yeah. thrown on the table, too. Like, I mean, like, just <laughs> thrown into the window. He, just, God. Yeah. He's so insane. And, like, the whole, like, he's just monologuing to him, like, the whole time. Like, Never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. Doesn't feel the next to you. You know, just like, he's playing with him. Like, he doesn't even care. Like, everything's going to his, according to his plan. He's like, I'm, I'm right where I need to be. You know, he's just waiting to tell them the addresses of Rachel and Harvey. That's like, that's all he's doing. And, uh, I don't know. I, I love Heath, Heath Ledger in this movie. I, I don't think it'll ever be topped ever. Um, and if it does, I gladly invite it. Um, but it, it takes, it takes, someone really really dedicating their life to a role like this to do it like i don't know I, there was I, I saw um aaron eckhart talk about the scene of him in the hospital um mm. whenever joker is talking to him in the hospital and that's that's my other contender for scene and he said that heath ledger was just walking around the room just like muttering to himself just like rubber, rubber, just like not even real words just walking around the room just muttering and then like just not even saying his lines nothing just walking around the room being joker and then like he said like it it made him just like stunned like it stunned him he's like i don't i don't know like he's like this is incredible like this is i think he said like this is what acting is all about but like i don't know i don't is it true that like i know what happened to heath ledger and like how he went but like it, it it's not just because of this role like i think no some he had people a think, lot of it's a massive yeah, myth. No. Yeah. yeah I like, think I, that I, I think that's what really bothers me about like this current thing of like cuz there's been like three or four jokers since him of like oh joker makes you crazy because by all accounts I was reading about, you know, his interactions with the other cast members and they all, you know, said that he was nothing but lovely outside yeah. of the set. Like it wasn't hmm. And oh, I feel wow. like now it's like you play the Joker and it's it's free reign to Jared like, Leto sent like a dead cat to Margot Robbie in Suicide Squad. Yeah, so, and I feel like people just oh yeah, it's, but that was not at all what no. he was doing. And I think like you know he was just a fantastic actor who had yeah. a lot of like Michael Caine, oh. Aaron Eckhart. Everyone was like he was he was a lovely lovely guy. Like in between wow. takes, oh, like he wouldn't go full method. It's not like he was always on set. Yeah. In, no. in, in got like in Joker mode, like so, they would the cut. Was off, he was Heath Ledger. He was fine. Incredible. You know, like, uh, 
How? Yeah, How no, there's, a, there's a lot that? of myths surrounding the idea of what this performance did to Heath Ledger, but the truth is, is that there's just a lot, a lot more. It can't come down to this guy went really hard for a role that's actually a little funny. You know, like, because that's the thing for me, is that, like, there's a lot of beats in this performance that are straight-up comedic. Like, it's not like... And, and obviously, there's, like, a little bit of, like, chaos, nothing matters thing going on. But, like, the comedic timing that Heath Ledger has as Joker is fucking outstanding. Mm-hmm. You could tell this man was a funny fucking actor. You know he what I'm a, saying? He was a comedic actor, for sure, in a lot of yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there was, he was in 10 Things I Hate About You, A Night's Tale, all this like, stuff. This was an ever. odd role for him to take. People were yeah. like, what the fuck? Mm. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow. Well, the real... But also, like... One of the things I always think of this movie is that you forget how extremely handsome he was. Oh, gorgeous. Because he was extremely handsome. Fucking gorgeous. Um, he's so creepy in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, the hair. The hair, you know, green, greasy scars, hair will do it. Yeah, and scars. Yeah. I mean, that that's probably going to do it to anybody. Um, but I'm no, I, he, he was fun. Like, the, uh, oh. like, kill, you know... Killing the fake Batman and then putting the card on him of like you know with yeah. a real Batman, please stand up. <laughs> Get like, a little, little <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, Eminem right. you know reference in there, yeah, and then yeah, like the two like handheld videos that like he has like when he's like oh yeah, yeah. He hangs that guy upside down, has him read the cards, and then the first guy mm-hmm. that's just like the fake Batman he kills. Like those mm-hmm. were, I think it was said that Nolan watched over the first one with the fake Batman. But, like, Heath Ledger completely just directed and did that, like, on his own. He was just, like, kind of just told, like, go. And then the Mm -hmm. second one, where where the dude's upside down reading the cards, that's all Heath Ledger. Like, Christopher Nolan didn't even, he just trusted him. He's like, you got it. Like, off that first one, dude, go. He's like, you got it. You got it. Like, direct, like, do whatever you want to do. And, like, imagine being that actor, like, that's, like, in the take with Heath Ledger in that moment, like I don't know, that would be background actor. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be kind of crazy. That's, that's one of my favorite like, stories from behind the scenes of my favorite scene, the one where he arrives in Bruce's penthouse. Is that mm. most? That was an early, early, early day on set. Yeah, that was wow. not deep into the production process. So Jeez. Michael Caine hadn't met Heath Ledger. Um, a lot of the extras had not met Heath Ledger. Wow. And they don't really know where the scene's going, so he's just wandering around the room doing random shit, getting in people's faces, and, oh, you know, like, uh, and nobody knows what the fuck he's doing. So, it, like, it, it's or just all, uh, it's all very genuine. Head. Like, yeah. apparently, Michael Caine tells a story where, like, on that day on set, it was so, it was so jarring to see this gentleman come on set like that, that he forgot his lines. Like, he forgot what he was supposed to say throughout the day. Um, and it so would great. that would change everything. Imagine you know, making Michael Caine forget his lines. Exactly. Wow. So Michael Caine. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Some men just want to watch the world burn. That burn. there was a, yeah. There's I mean, how many lines are there in this movie? Is the thing like I you either was die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. There's one. Why so serious? That was on everyone's yeah. T-shirt for three years. Why so serious? The posters. I feel like I, I saw that poster everywhere. Uh, it was like oh blurry God. and him like yeah, looking through like stars. glass or something like that. Yeah. Put a um, smile on that face. Um, whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you it makes you stranger. stranger. God, it's just he's one like, of the best comic book villain introductions ever. That one. Oh um, my God. Yeah, like 
Yeah. You're just going to do the same to you. Is that last guy? Like, I know it's going to happen. I'm like, I know it's him. But he's there the whole fucking time. He's the one they pick up on the corner. Yep. At the very beginning. It's the first one you see. But he knew. He knew it'd just be him and one other dude that he had to take, you know? I'm supposed to kill the bus driver. Yeah. Bus driver. What bus driver? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think the line I will go with is a Lucius Fox line, though. Um, Love Lucius. You know, it's anytime someone just gets shut down, just one on one, just with words. I love it, and it's the yeah, like the guy who's coming in to blackmail them and be like, "Hey, I looked into R and D. I found these blueprints. I want ten million a year for the rest of my life." And you know, it's Morgan Freeman, so it's just automatically badass. But he says, "Let me get this straight. You think that your client, one of the wealthiest and most powerful men in the world." is secretly a vigilante who spends his nights beating criminals to a pulp with his bare hands. And your plan is to blackmail this person? I mean, it... Good luck. You know, yeah, I got like, like, Yeah, he's like, <laughs> okay. He's like, you know, fair enough. Hold and, on to that. And then the way that comes back around, whenever Christian, whenever Bruce Wayne throws his Lamborghini in front of a truck who was trying to kill him and he gets out of the car and makes mm-hmm. eye contact with Bruce and Bruce yeah. is like, yeah, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you have all the power in the world, and I'm still holding it down for you, okay? You know, like, yeah. it's it's one of those great... That was one of the things for me is that, like, Bruce Wayne, while this movie gets a chance to focus on Harvey Dent and Joker and their descent into villainy and their pure villainy as it is, you get to watch him just be a hero, you know? Yeah. And it, it's really, really satisfying. Like, one of the reasons I picked the penthouse scene as my favorite scene is because, you know, let her go. Poor choice of words. Uh, and then just let, lets her, uh, lets her fall, but there's, there's not a moment's hesitation. And, and I know it's, it's Rachel, so like, obviously there's no hesitation, but anybody could have been falling out of that window and he would have dove after them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know he knows his cape works, but like, bruh like that's not that's you know that's a risk no matter what like that's just a one of those great hero moments that i absolutely love to see and uh he's got a few of those in this one and it makes it just fantastic i mean the final the final conversation with joker you know fucking brilliant oh my god that's what sets him apart from two-face right it's like he's seeing two-face as the real hero but two-face isn't able to maintain that nobility once something bad happens to him, whereas Bruce mm-hmm. does. Bruce is willing to give up everything mm-hmm. for the greater good, and Harvey's just not. The White yeah. Knight and the Dark Knight. Yep. But it turns out so the other way. I know writers who use subtext, and they're all cowards. Uh, uh, that's one of my favorite memes man. of all time. Uh, Even Commissioner <laughs> Gordon, good old, um, what's his name? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, like, baby. Even yeah, like, oh my god, like, he's incredible. Um, forgot about him. Like that scene where it's him and Harvey too. and his kids mm-hmm. and his wife yeah. and, and like, awesome. you know, flipping the coin. Sorry, he's like, you know, no, like, do we me. Got you, like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it's <laughs> it's crazy. Like what? That's one of the, my favorite scenes in this whole movie. When uh, so climaxes like that, there's so many like huge moments that happen that are just insane. It's the rise. Like how how long? How many days is this that, that this occurs? Is this like just like. A couple, couple days, yeah, yeah, like a couple weeks at most, maybe. Oh, weeks, okay. Oh, I guess yeah. He has like 
the plan. He goes to Hong Kong. Yeah, I like forget this hotline where Batman goes to China always. I'm like, That's my shot. So my shot in the movie uh, was it's was him on top yeah. of the skyscraper, um, and then just just learning that Christian Bale was like, no, I need to be the one to do this. He was like, mm-hmm. well, you can have a stomach do this. Like you're in a suit, you know. It's like you'll be. It's from shot from a helicopter. Like it's not. Not even we're not even gonna know it's you doing. He's like, no, I I need to do. I'm fucking Batman. I need to stand at the top of a skyscraper in my costume and you know, like that's a. I mean, come on, like I would. I did not realize that was a practical shot. Mm. Yeah, they had like a little clip. He had had, like a rope. He had like a rope, you know, keeping him on the building. But uh, man, that's also practical. I know the plane in the Dark Knight Rises is a practical shot. I'd say. Um, no way he's actually getting like no way that cable's yeah. real no like no yeah i doubt no. it but uh Nolan, i love the practical dude, i love I the practical effects that. in this movie though man like uh the you know the the truck flipping the truck. is one of the most iconic Ooh. little minute works of miniatures ever yeah. you know like no, the fact it's, that he's, it's not the a miniature truck's a miniature no, it, they filmed that on the streets of That's Chicago. The, I thought that was a real That's thing. Oh, the no. truck flipping is a real the fucking truck flipping? Is a real and it's truck. not even on a set. It is on the streets of Chicago. They had to have engineers come in and prove that they wouldn't hit anything. Yeah, I'm, I and think there's a real truck. driver inside the truck when it flips over. God damn! Did not know that. I knew that. Uh, I know that most of the work with the Batmobile throughout this movie is is miniature work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did. I did hear about that. But I, yeah. The truck is indeed real. Is real. No CGI. That's dope. That's mm-hmm. dope. Yeah. That uh, is also yeah. my shot of the movie, is the truck vertical in front of oh. the Yeah. Oh, that seems awesome, yeah. too. Like No, it makes end. sense that that had to be real. Like, the weight of it makes yeah. it Boom. incredibly, it incredibly impactful. Like, you can't knock a truck into these buildings. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, no, that's just, crazy. How do you think yeah. Nolan, like, what people do you think he goes to? someone to be in the truck when that happened? I don't know. Yeah, like... He's like, all right, guys, so for this movie, I'm going to need a Boeing 747, and I want to crash it right into this hangar. Or he's like, I want to get a semi-truck, flip it right in the middle of the streets of Chicago. How do we get this done, guys? You know, like, <laughs> can we make it happen? Who do you go to? Can crash a plane into it. Let's do that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. But I, even the, like, the like the part that leads up to that, like, where Joker, you know, Joker's just screaming hit me you know they're playing that game of chicken you know coming and like Legendary. coming at you and, and then like come on hit me you, you know, do it do yeah it. batman's like on the floor you know he falls over whatever and that goon tries to take off his his mask oh. and he gets knocked and joke yeah, is like yeah laughing at him like just, oh man like yeah he's got you you son of a bitch yeah no when uh when i saw this in the movie theater a couple months back like uh when the truck flips just fucking chills like the the, the scale of it, the weight of it, dude. Fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite little bits of sound designs, editing. I can't tell if it's, I don't, it's, there's a score playing, but I can't tell if it is the score that makes the sound. Whenever Joker has the upper hand in any situation and it's slowly building to the fact that people haven't realized he has the upper hand in a given situation and there's mm-hmm. this like swelling, piercing, like almost screech playing as it's yeah. building up. Uh oh, fucking love that little bit of sound. It happens in the interrogation room whenever he's like, uh, you know, well, depending where he is, mm-hmm. depending what time it is, it could be in one place or in several. Uh, 
<laughs> so oh god i think it's also like whenever gordon takes the shot for the i don't know yes. whoever that guy yes. is Mayor. like whenever in the whole in the street you know it's like ready aim fire and like shoot uh-huh. through, like uh-huh. yeah like the tension mm-hmm. the tension building is is so good mm-hmm. um and also yeah, fascinating I, what uh you know i've thought about this multiple times Is it just in the moment that he decides, in the moment that he takes that bullet for the mayor, is that when he's like, I should fake my death? Or were they fully prepared for that? I think they were planning that. Had to be. Ooh. He had, then would have had to have some kind of bulletproof thing, and whoever doctor took him had to be in on it to declare him dead. Right. Like, must have been. I When I was watching it, I should have watched a little more closely if there was some kind of indication that he and Batman were planning that, but Harvey didn't know about it, so it must have been just, like, Batman and Gordon. I don't even know that Batman's in on it. I don't know. No. Because, well, like, someone has to how, him. how's Gordon right. gonna know where the shot's gonna come from? You know? That's my thing, is that, like, he had to have, like, he had to have been fully prepared to take a bullet from any direction. That's the thing, is that if they're, yeah. like, I think it's like a contingency. He's like, if I can, <laughs> I'm going will, to I take will, the bullet you, you for the mayor and fake my death. I mean, fair enough. People are dropping like flies. I guess no one realized that Joker and all his men were in the line of, you know, the 21-gun salute or whatever, which, I mean, I didn't even realize until a couple watches that I'd done that Joker is in that scene. It's Heath Ledger right. makeup. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess no one realized that mm. this man with all these scars on his face is in this lineup. Right. Yeah, it's 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 always an interesting scene to me because I don't know if it's a matter of just storytelling convenience or if there is a genuine. I think it's know, more storytelling convenience for sure. Like, I, there because like I also chance, question but... what Gordon is able to do when because just... he faked his death. A death happened, so no one else had to die. You know, like, no one okay. actually died. Um, because fair. the Joker is going to kill someone every day. Right, that's, okay. and that's his plan, right? He doesn't really care who dies. It's that someone that's is fair. going to die. That's fair. Okay, I hadn't considered that. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's, uh, it's wild. It's a, it's, a, it's a very, very, very good movie, man. Like, I, uh, I don't think I've ever given it the credit it's necessarily due. Um. I think I watched this uh, for the first time five years ago. I was 18. That's That was the first time I ever watched this. Oh, wow. This. Okay. Um, I remember I was down at I was down at college. I was at Mizzou. And uh, it was on Netflix or something. And Tillman really wanted to watch it. And I was like, yeah, I've actually never seen it. And he was like, well, then we are definitely fucking watching it. Yeah, he probably it. looked at you instantly uh, like, oh. Yes, okay. yes. That, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I was very familiar with a lot of the most iconic scenes and all that. But... Um, yeah, no, I was, I was very instantly taken, you know, I was very instantly like, wow, that's a, that's a really good fucking movie. But it was, uh, there was still, uh, there was still some sort of hesitation on my part for something, uh, for some reason, but I, I no longer have any of that. Like the, the longer I've sat with this movie, the more I've come, become familiar with Christopher Nolan as a filmmaker. And, uh, I'm just, I'm amazed by how well done this movie is. You know, there's, there's very little doubt that it's one of the best, if not the best, comic book movie of all time. It was actually the first comic book movie to ever cross a billion dollars at the box office. I saw that. That is, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And th- that makes sense. Like, this is an everybody kind of movie. Like, there's, mm. 
you don't have to enjoy comic books even at like I literally I think you could show this to like a grandma and like even right. like grandmas would still be chill with the Dark Knight. Like I don't know, like um, maybe not. That but, Heath, that Joker, I don't like. Yeah, him. I don't know. Maybe maybe nice I went a little fella. too far, but yeah. no. This this is it's just an all time performance, you know. And it we were talking like the the film and movie at the same time. Like this is without a doubt. Um, it, it's it's hitting all those boxes. Like this is, it is surprisingly like more campy than the new Batman. I feel like like I yeah. feel like people thought of the Dark Knight as like the realistic showing of Batman and like what it would be like in the real world, real gritty. Mm. That, that's why people love it. And then like this new one comes out, and I'm like, this feels more real. There are some campiness like to it, but like. I don't know. This feels way more like in that comic book vein, even more than mm-hmm. the Batman to me. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it also just it is just a very well made movie with very compelling story arcs, minus Rachel probably. Um, but for every other character, I mean, the story arcs are are insane. Like Harvey's is undeniable. Joker's is undeniable. I think I'm I'm coming around on Bruce and Batman. Um, a lot of a lot of Bruce's stories is is things that are like aren't in the forefront it's things that you have to like kind of realize that he's doing like saving the guy who was going to rat him out and you know that everyone's trying to you know and like it it is an active hero but like he's actively doing it to the people who want to to shut him down and and stop Mm. him um things like that so well and he's facing a really interesting conflict throughout the movie the idea that he thinks he's finally found his way out like Harvey Dent is mm-hmm. the guy that is going to make me not have to be Batman anymore. And to watch him have to watch that stop being the case, like the descent into madness that Harvey Dent has that first, you know, I, I talked about the, you know, him flipping the coin and him catching it and be like, well, not exactly. You know, like mm-hmm. even in that moment though, there's, there's something in Bruce going like, maybe this isn't the fucking guy, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. like shit. You know, I thought I thought this was all good and well, um, and I think it still could be. But it's it's fascinating to watch him have his hopes kind of torn from him. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's fascinating to watch Michael Caine's Alfred kind of do this flip floppy thing where like in Rises, he's like begging him to stop being Batman, basically. Yeah. But in this one, he's like, they this need is Batman. M- more know? of a reason. Like, this is why Batman is needed. Like the, the yeah. no face is important so that it the city can blame the symbol you know and not mm. harvey dent um and yes. not not that and it's i mean michael kane and alfred is always always a treat always on point um i always do like that i'm i feel like i'm i we're not forgetting a character right i feel like i don't know i feel like we've 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 no i think we kind of we kind of touched on every I, every I, little for some character reason, I feel like there's just someone i'm for Yes, there was. For a brief moment at the very beginning, we had Oppenheimer himself. We had Killian Murphy. <laughs> I forgot um, that he was. Not my diagnosis. One of the yep. best lines in the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He's like, I'm putting Killian Murphy in a movie. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean Batman begins. He was Scarecrow, yeah, you know? Yeah. He, like, and, oh, I love him. Scarecrow. So yeah, I mean it was. I, I, I love I love that he's in every Dark Knight movie. He's also in Rises as the Judge, 
and Bane's oh like society. My God, that's um, right. I'm like, wait, how okay. is he in Rises? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's the one who abides by every court hearing and is like, you can either die or go in or go into <laughs> the, the frozen lake. You can either die or die. So yeah, what do you want to do? You. <laughs> uh, no, I love that he's always playing it with this like funny, like stupefied energy. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, I love one of my favorite. I mean, that opening sequence where. You know, there's this thing with Killian Murphy's uh, Scarecrow where, like, he very obviously wants to fuck the Batman. Uh, that's something that Christopher Nolan gets, like, <laughs> down pat is that the villains want to have sex with Batman. Oh, my God. Joker, okay. too. Oh, Joker, too. Yeah, they all do. Complete me. Kill you. I don't want to kill you. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, but, like, that, right. that point whenever, uh, you know, he's like, what's the difference between you and me? What are you? I don't need help. I'm not wearing hockey pants. Uh, and he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, I don't need help. And Killian, like, he like t- tips his head back and he goes, it's not my diagnosis. You know, he's like, he's like, what's up, sexy? You know, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, he's, so he's got it for him. That's for sure. I didn't realize Something that. that Bane doesn't have in the next one. But that's, yeah. Bane doesn't thing. really want to fuck the bat. No. That's true. Bane's, why uh, he's not he's got a higher purpose, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got a lot else on his mind. Um, but yeah, the Joker, even the, the Joker, he's about it. Um, no, and I mean, like, there's that moment whenever the fake Batman, uh, pulls up and he, like, fires a shotgun and the first one to say something to Scarecrow, he goes, that's not him. You know, like, he's like, I know him better than that. You know? Yeah. We've been going at it for a little bit now, you know, that I, he, he's not the gun kind of guy. Um, yeah, no, that, I don't know. I gotta call him. On uh, one part, though, being the world's greatest detective and all, he jumps on the side of a car where Scarecrow is driving. He thinks his best course of action is cutting through the entire side of the car to get into it instead of just punching the fuck out of the window that's right there and yeah. swinging in. You know, maybe he's yeah. too big to fit in the window and he knows that. Maybe, you know, I don't maybe. know. But that I'd moment say, whenever he steps up to the ramp, though, and then, like, jumps down hard as fuck every time. Yeah, it's all quiet, and you're like, yeah, it's all quiet, and then you hear the car, like, the wheels. <laughs> yeah, Somehow the car like, stops instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's that heavy that it stops. That's not how physics really works. I mean, no. you gotta be. No, he's gotta be. You know, maybe he hears something, slams the brakes, you know. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, for the stunt, they had to have the guy land on the car, so, like, they needed to yeah. stop the car yeah, but like need to stop the car um, no no there's Looks the stunts in this were were sick as hell every um, stunt was awesome um, thinking of like the other fight sequences like even whenever he has like that whatever vision the sonar vision uh yeah. with you know all the phones and stuff and he's like going through that that skyscraper that joker's in fighting all the you know tying up all this the SWAT guys or the police officers to get him hang off the building but saving all the other people at the same time and Meanwhile, he throws just dogs down the elevator or, like, down just a hole. You know, he's like, fuck these dogs. He's like, I've been bitten too many times. Like, these, these dogs fucking suck, you know. So I, I see him there. I don't, no kill like, rule does not apply to animals. Yeah. Um, yeah I guess so. not. Yeah, not there. But, no, that, that last scene, though, where, it, where, like, the camera is, it's another, it's spinning, not, like, around, but, like, it's, it's made, Joker's upside yeah. down at first, and then he's, He's right yeah. side up at that. That was end. one on the big screen that I was like, oh, uh, oh, yeah. oh. Like, come on. All you no, need I love is that a shit. little 
hush, you know. Yeah. And and the fact that he is laughing hysterically when he is like thinking he's plummeting to his death. Like he's falling. Like he doesn't he's know. Like, I won. Means. I got his yeah. ass. Yeah, like he doesn't know he's about to get the perfect grappling shot on the ankle, you know? Like what a shot. Uh Batman. He's he's got that. Uh, but yeah. No, That's I, one thing I appreciate uh Robert Pattinson's Batman four with his grappling hook. He doesn't like wrap it around people. Like there's that moment where he straight up shoots it through a dude's leg mm-hmm. and he's like that's it, you know, like, cause that's more, like, that is how that would go, you know, like, it's not like, the odds that you wrap someone up with a grappling hook are near impossible, so, you know, I, lo- I love, I love that it's idea. A billionaire but, uh, grappling hook, okay, we yeah, don't know what you know, kind of technology we don't know what he's got. working up in the lab, dude, Lucius I mean, is... somehow it's hooked up everyone's cell phone to his tower, so, which is... The cool, I, at least... At least they oh, did yeah. the little scene of, like, enter your name whenever it's done so, like, it's destroyed. At least yeah. the, it was like, you know, he was playing. He's like, I know this head. isn't right. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I am Batman. And, like, I do break the law every night. This is more of, like, an ethical law, I guess, in his yeah. eyes, you know? Um, thinking about when this movie came out in 2008, I'm thinking that's when, like, the Edward Snowden NSA stuff started ooh. coming out. So that mm-hmm. is probably... Patriot Act, yeah, that's, well, that's, well, that, is that the good old... Yeah, information leakage and such, it's, uh... Well, that was 2001, no, not that. Well, yeah, that would have been after 9-11, but Freedom of Snow, Snowden, I think, was around 2008. Because he was, like, the whistleblower. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, that's, I didn't think about that, that's... Yeah, like no, that. it's, uh, it's, it's a fascinating little angle to take this movie where, like, and it, it furthers that, you know... It, once you've seen this movie, you know, you kind of lose sight of the fact that they're originally trying to tease that Bruce might give in too. you know, like, you know, like, obviously, after you've seen this movie several times, you know that he's he's Batman, you know, like, that's that's something he's not going to mm-hmm. do. But the first time you're watching this movie, there is a little bit of like, a, oh, is he going to is he going to go the way of abandoning his principles and doing all that? Like, it's it's really, really interesting. And uh I think that they do a lot of interesting character work with Bruce, um, a lot more than I've ever given it credit for. But Claire, we've been uh, neglecting the favorites here. What are you? Uh, what are you feeling? What are you feeling for your favorite scene? You got the my whole board. Scene, um, this is one of my favorite scenes in any movie, and it's kind of cheesy, but I love the scene on the boats with the criminals, where the one yep. criminal stands up and says, um, "You know, you no one wants to pull the trigger. Give it to me, and I'll do what you should have done ten minutes ago." And he throws it out the window. It's yeah. always been. Favorites. my favorite line mm. that's a great what line a moment, oh it's, fa- it's fantastic because everyone's like everyone's like oh this guy's gonna do it isn't he look at him right uh, i know and they, fucking love it even the the civilian boat where they all voted and even you know even then they're like no we can't like it's yeah. can't do it and i they had their chance they chose to murder and steal that was the second one i was oh. like okay mm. oh okay murdering Steel, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know Gotham about that. Corrupt. Gotham is all about the the money, so yeah. It is an interesting moral dilemma. You know, it's the good old classic train track situation. But even I don't know, even more equal. It's just how do you value a boat full of families versus a a boat full of of prisoners? You know, and who knows? I Maybe you turn that, that key. Before, like no, I, it was, I swear, you turn that key, your own boat goes. Like, I've never thought of that before. That is such a great yeah, point. That's like, exactly what 
happened. With the, he told him the wrong address, you know, for mm-hmm. Harvey and Rachel. Yeah. He's playing with everybody the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. it's either both of them go or your yeah. own ship I think, goes. Right, I think you blow up your own boat. Like, I think that's what happens. I think maybe and, that's just how, like, the, the explosives are on that ship as well, you know, sort of thing. Would be really impressive if uh, I don't know how detonators. I, yeah, I guess I don't. I don't really know how like that works and all. If it's like Bluetooth, um, it like it's like a little key that they just turn. So usually it's like a phone call. You know, he does call someone and then blow a dude's stomach up in in the you know GCPD. Um, so a phone call can do it, but that's not a phone. Yeah, I don't. I guess I'm getting into the semantics of how explosives um, work now. I feel like but. I don't think that we should Google how do detonators work, but yeah. I would be. we had yeah, this I, with Fight Club a couple weeks back. It was mm-hmm. uh, it was a funny little thing where Joseph was looking into if this actually this, if this orange concoction actually creates a bomb. What, yeah, it was like oh, orange yeah, juice, no, frozen like orange juice and something, and I I start yeah. to Google it. And I was expecting the autofill to be like, make a bomb, but like everyone tried to Google it, not a bomb. It was like, go boom, or is this a bad combination? Or like, you could see everyone's trying to Google carefully, but it's like, I mean, I don't think it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, I think 13 year olds Google how to make bombs all the time, probably, like everywhere (laughs) all over the world. So. I don't think it really matters, but no, but uh, that scene is, I mean, it's mm. the heart of the movie, you know, like that's uh, it's, it's, it's everything that the movie is kind of building towards and trying in that effort to prove Joker wrong. And mm-hmm. it kind of, it's interesting. Christopher Nolan is often accused of being a um, conservative filmmaker, like in mm. terms of like political leanings, like there's, there's stuff that like, every once in a while bleeds through as a little bit, you know, like he's very copagandic at a lot of points in the dark Knight trilogy mm-hmm. and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. And, but, uh, this is one of the more interesting ethical principles that he's clearly taking the right stance on, mm-hmm. um, where yeah. the, the, the value, the life of a prisoner is every bit as value, valuable as the life of anybody else. And that's the point they're proving by that scene is that everybody should, in the end, if you're faced with that dilemma, see the value of human life as the value of human life, regardless of whether you're locked behind bars or you're free on the outside. Now, um, and I, I love that choice. Happens in real life. It's it's a good question on how your faith in humanity. You know, is like, uh, where's your current faith in humanity? If we were given this situation right now. Right now, no fucking shot. Right now, probably, yeah, you know. Yeah. 2008, maybe not. 2000, yeah. You think? Well, because it's just, I, I don't know how much different and how much humans have changed, but I do think the access to social media and just, first of all, seeing everything that's happening in the world and also being able to ignore everything that's happening mm-hmm. in the world, I think has made There'd us a little some... bit I swear there'd be some somebody on that boat that'd be like, uh-huh, I'm gonna fucking, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this on TikTok, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, oh, I'm no, gonna they, be the one they, they like, like they'd be like, course. oh, I want to do it, like I want to be the one that's known that did, you know, and then their mm-hmm. boat blows up the whole time. No, you know, and I think I, that there's just a volatility. Like a bomb squad to like check this out, like how right. they even rigged this up. No one can like dismantle this. Like we're just gonna take. Okay, but yeah. it is. I love also that Batman mm-hmm. is so. Um, confident that they're not going to blow each other up. Mm-hmm. I don't know what makes him confident in that, truly, but he is. Hopefully. He's got to have faith. You know? He's, like, he's, he's definitely hoping, faith. right? Yeah. Um, 
the clock just getting closer and closer to midnight, you know, like that's anytime there's a clock in a movie and it's like slow, like you know, a, tick, a countdown. Tick, 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 love yeah. that. Um, I love when the like, boats don't blow up at midnight and mm-hmm. Joker, like, you, you know, like he's genuinely surprised. He's like, you see, not everyone's like you, you know, uh, I, I love, I love that shit. It's just, it's classic superhero, good guy versus bad guy stuff. And I'm a sucker for it, man. Mm. Just, uh, an absolute... yeah, my favorite line was definitely give it to me and I'll do what you should have did 10 minutes ago. One of my favorites. I wanted. I don't know who that background actor is, but I hope he's, he's had a in good something. Oh he's in God. Friday. 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 You unfamiliar with Friday? Friday is a great fucking movie. Ice Cube and That's Wesley, what it is. Uh, Chris Tucker. Oh, oh, okay. I just didn't know it by the title, but now that I'm damn. Okay. Uh, it kind of, yeah, that's Debo. Yeah, got it now. But um, okay, I thought I recognized him from somewhere else. Um, Died a couple years back. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. My man even, Tom Lister Jr. Even the guy that um, Harvey takes in the ambulance and has Rachel's name tag and he's threatening to kill. That's, yeah, David Nassmalchen. Uh, yeah, a little it, it polka dot man is in Suicide Squad. Um, what else has he been in recently? Uh, like Oppenheimer. Was... I was going to – yes, he was. was I don't remember who he was. So many people, but yes. He's one of the he, – he's the dude who uh, – ends up filing the formal charges against Oppenheimer oh, and is like working with Robert okay. Downey Jr. That's right. Um, he's got a like, swirly okay. kind of look about him. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. No, like if you've seen David Dasmalchen, you've seen David Dasmalchen. You'll never forget what that fucking guy looks like, you know. Uh, he's a, uh there's uh he actually wrote a comic run a few uh, a couple years back that I really really liked. It was called Count Crowley. It was like this pulpy 80s horror comic that he did just hmm. a couple years ago. It's fucking great. I liked I liked it a lot, but uh He's a he's an interesting cat, and he does he does a lot of interesting work. And uh, to see him kind of joining the Christopher Nolan lexicon, I like it. Mm -hmm. And they seem to have their actors they go back to. Got Killian Mm -hmm. in every Batman movie. Yeah, it looks like he he was also in Dune. I forgot about that. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, he was the voice of the. The um the little blob in Quantum Mania that's like my my juice my um yes drink my goo and understand my, yeah my whatever that guy okay yeah wow he's got a got a repertoire on him quite the quite the filmography on this man um yeah no I, I've always enjoyed David Dasmalchen quite a he's quite a, oh yeah Ant Man he's in the Ant Man movies he's one of yeah. Ant Man's best friends one of the ex cons who. Works with him, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. dudes, dudes everywhere. Dudes all over superhero movies. He, uh, he, he likes those a lot. But uh, switching my character from Heath Ledger as the Joker to um, David Dasmalchen as the he's guy, given a character name in the movie. He's probably. I just, think he is. You think? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he says. Uh, Batman says his name it's, at one point. A, he's yes, credited yes. as Joker's thug. He's a, he's a, that's right. That's right. He does. Yeah, he comes up to him and he's like. He tells him his whole thing. Like, are you really expecting to get anything out of him? Uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm, ab- I'm obviously kidding. Um, Thomas uh, Schiff. That's what it Thomas is. Thomas Schiff. I don't know if he stacks up to the Joker. Probably um, not. But not for me. Um, this watch. Guys, oh yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful actor. I like him a lot. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a good scene. I believe me and Joe have already gone over our our scenes as well. How about we do uh 
let's let's talk about your character and performance. I don't think we've officially nailed down where where you fell there. No. Um. So I'm gonna have to say also Harvey Dent is my favorite character. Booyah. Um. For the arc, I just I just can't say the Joker is my favorite character because he is a terrible person. But I, I don't that, think that though. there's any question about performance. It's it's gonna have to mm-hmm. be the bugger. Queen, yeah. queen sweep. Yeah. And see, he is insane, and I know that. And that's what makes me love his character even more. It's like, it, I'm in a movie, you know, it's movie time. You know, obviously, movie I know time. I'm not, I'm not going to go in my spare time and buy a bunch of gasoline um, and, and guns and ammo and all this stuff and, and start a, a, a civil war in a city, basically. But um, whenever I can think about, like, put myself in that mindset, I don't know why. I'm a, I'm a big fan, big fan of that. For some reason, and the- yeah, no, it's a it's a fascinating it's a fascinating character, dude. I think that uh, I, I I mean Heath Ledger is just hands down. You know, I wanted to I wanted to approach this from a place of it's it's crazy how much Aaron Eckhart gets like overshadowed in this movie because he puts on hey, one of the best good. comic book villain performances of all time. Good, yeah, like it's insanely good. It's just uh, you're you're in a movie with one of the best comic book performances of all time. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's hard to it's hard to give anybody else credit. It's just so fucking good. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. Do Joker, as we said, this way, like it wasn't like now where there's like 17 different live action Jokers. He was right. really, besides Jack Nicholson, who was very very different. It, everything yeah. after him kind of feels derivative, whether or not yeah. that's. Or I wonder not. where he got his inspiration from. You know, like where, like well, if Nolan actor. was like, it's just like what would it yeah. be like? To I wonder if, like, how People much Nolan really was good. a factor in it, or if if it was just like, you know, no, I don't think it's Christopher Nolan, honestly. Yeah, I think I think Christopher Nolan's interpretation of other comic book villains in the series is not as good as this. Like, I yeah. don't. In one again, when we talk about that, like. Poison Ivy in the next one? Are you kidding? That's your interpretation of that character. So I, right? I don't know. It was mostly okay. character. yeah. Yeah, got got to give the man props. I mean, it's. I'm trying to think of another solo, just single movie performance in any comic book movie. That I mean, like hmm. the closest you ever get to something that's this good is, I mean, Willem Dafoe in Spider Man. Oh, that's. Um, I was gonna say maybe Hugh Jackman and Logan. Um, it's Pretty been a strong. While since I've gone there, but that I was even gonna say Tom Hiddleston as Loki is probably the best in the MCU. Oh, mm-hmm. oh recent. I would yeah, agree. Yes. I like I like that. But uh, yes, yeah, Gene movie. Hackman, Gene Hackman and Superman seventy eight, pretty fucking strong. But again, we're just we're naming a bunch of people that could be second. Like I, none of none of them am I going. You know what? Yeah, that stacks up there. You know what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't. It's it, in fact, oh, what's second insane might be Harvey. His second might be Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent. Like that's <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> right. That's kind of um, insane that the two. Yeah, I think that might be fair. Like undoubtedly, number one is coming from this movie, but maybe one and two come from. That's this nuts, movie. man. That's nuts. Yeah, no, and I would agree that I think that it it is because of Heath Ledger that this villain is elevated to the stratosphere that it's 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 reached. You know, I think that uh, you know I love Killian Murphy as the Scarecrow. I, I Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul, sure. 
but they're just not as they're not as memorable. They're not as good. And Tom Hardy's Bane certainly left an impression. But mm-hmm. I think a part of that is that it's the sequel to a billion dollar film. That's fair. And it's the next installment. And it's Everybody. he's doing a memorable voice. Mm-hmm. And that's why people remember that. You know, like uh The Darkness. Yeah, it's like there's not you there's like I don't I was know born in the darkness. There's there's some things you remember about Bane, but like it, it I almost remember like every scene that Joker is yeah. in. You know, like every line that this line says. Like, I know. Yeah, like Speak of the devil and he shall appear. Yeah, no, I uh it, it, I I enjoy I enjoy Heath Ledger's Joker on a different level, and I know that's like it's it's not a new take. There's nothing we can say that hasn't been said about Heath Ledger's Joker. It's ju- it just deserves all the praise it gets. You know, like that's that's the bottom line. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think even, that uh, even he's, trying he's to just spread a special special actor. Even when I'm trying to actively spread the love and like think of the other characters while I'm watching this, it's like it it it's just impossible. Like right. the dude, the dude just has it, has it on him like that. And I will, I think, I was actually going to go with the interrogation, him interrogating. But like, I think him and Harvey in the hospital is actually like I love that scene so much. Like he uh, for, introduce a little anarchy. One thing that I can't believe <laughs> is. He's walking around in the nurse's outfit. He has a mask on. And Harvey's, you know, just like oblivious or whatever. He takes the mask off and he's like, oh my god, it's the fucking Joker. Oh my god, I'm so pissed. You know, it's like, really? It took, it, you didn't, you didn't see that that was the joke. I, I mean. Yeah, that's I, funny. I guess he's on a lot of drugs probably. You know, he just got half his body burnt. So I'll give yeah. him, I'll give him some, some leeway. But man. No, he's that- not on drugs actually. He refused all of the treatments. So. Oh. Okay. He refused all the, all of, and everyone always likes to say that. Like, everyone, like, that's a comment, like, oh, he's all drugged up. He's in the hospital. No, he's not. He literally refused every single. He's an agonizing thing. That's what Gordon says. Yeah. Man, this got some Oscar love. Oh, I was, oh, I didn't actually know. Heath Ledger won Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars for this role. He's the only, he's the only actor to have won it uh, posthumously. Mm. Um, it also won best achievement in sound editing. Those are the only two it won. It was also nommed for cinematography. It was nommed for editing, nommed for art direction, nommed for makeup. Kind of crazy it didn't win. Um, nommed for sound mixing and nommed for visual effects. So, uh, I mean, the fact for- that he won the Oscar for this—that is so. I know that now there is another actor who has won for Joker, but like at that time, to right. have won when. Movie is nominated for nothing else really of significance. Not that the other yeah, ones in terms of in terms of performances. Yeah, exactly. Like wasn't nominated for screenplay or adapted screenplay. Or wasn't nominated for direction. Action. Wasn't nominated for picture. Like uh, uh, yeah. I was about to say, like I wonder if um, it was because he died and like if I think uh, you know if like, that added anything into it. I'm looking at the other nominations. I don't. Who, uh, who else was nominated that year? Michael Shannon as Revolutionary Road. Okay. Or that's the movie. Sorry, uh, the movie's Revolutionary Road. Whatever Michael Shannon plays, Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Um, <laughs> that got an Oscar nom. No way. Uh, Josh Brolin oh. in Milk, and mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman in Doubt. I have never seen any of them other than Tropic Thunder. 
and I can't believe that Robert Downey Jr. is on there for Tropic Thunder. That's hilarious. Uh, you know, he obviously, like, yeah, it is. It is not because he died that he got that award. He got that award because he he he's better than every single one of those nominations combined. I mean, don't um, get me wrong. Robert Downey Jr.'s performance in Tropic Thunder is impressive. Oh, but like, it's like it's, you wouldn't really award it's that. It's no. blackface. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, he's acting black the whole fucking time. Uh, so you're for Robert Downey like, What's that? I didn't realize that that was 2008 because that's when Iron Man premiered too, right? Yeah, same year. What a year for Robert Downey Jr. gets an Oscar nom in the year that Iron Man came out, and it's not for Iron Man, and that's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, he, he was the first actor to win an Oscar for playing the role of Joker. Joaquin Phoenix did win Best Actor in a Leading Role about 10 years later for Joker. And that movie got a bunch of love, mm-hmm. warranted or unwarranted. We can talk about that when that movie rolls around. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'd take I'd take this movie over Joker fifteen times out of ten. Uh, Never, I have not seen the Joker movie because it just doesn't seem like my thing. I was actually gonna watch it in preparation for this, but I didn't have time. Um, so I'll I'll have to. Um, I, I mean, you're more than welcome to come on for the Joker episode. I mean, that'll probably be like a year and a half from now, but you know, yeah, uh, three years when we get to um, 2019's movies. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Got a ways to go. Thinking that 2024, we're going to try and blitz it a little bit anytime we can. Go ahead and double mm-hmm. up in a week. Try and cut the project time in half if we can. But yeah, yeah no, uh, March 2025. Uh, the Flash. That is where the Flash. Not a real is. year. Um, that's so, not real. Yeah, that's okay. That's just so it would be it'd be late twenty twenty four. It'll be at the end of next year. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, guess that's when we planned this one was late last exactly. year. So yeah, exactly. You know, we did Batman and Robin at the end of twenty twenty two in terms of recording. After Thanksgiving. Yeah. So no, that'll. Before. That's crazy. No, we actually this isn't the first episode of this podcast that has uh, been spent talking about the Dark Knight. Uh, Early on in its run, we, me and Tavares attempted the Batman binge and we watched <laughs> Batman and Robin and then the Dark Knight trilogy. And that was all we did. Um, but, uh, that, uh, that episode was episode 59. So over 400 episodes ago, a while um, ago. we talked about the Dark Knight almost to the day, too. I believe it was November 23rd, um, 2020, or 2020 would be my guess. 10 um, days away kind of nuts yeah it's no. just the batman it, the, the fall is a time to watch batman you it know is. that's it is that's what I've halloween. Mm-hmm. my new halloween movie is the batman and exactly. i watched it too prematurely Thursday, i could not wait October until 31st. halloween yeah like i literally watched it like three days before halloween because i'm like i can't wait and then i watched it again last night i did i caved i watched both i watched the dark knight and the batman uh the sleep schedule is very fucked up anyways, and I was going to be up, and I'm like... Oh, you well, did end up doing both. Yeah, yeah, my sleep schedule is, is non-existent yeah. uh, right now. So I was like, it well, should. if I'm going to be up, not. Uh, so I got it's both of them in here, and uh, and I can I can still confidently say, after watching both of them back-to-back, this one is... Yeah, I still put it above. Um, the Dark Knight is above the Batman. I will me. say this. I finally... I've finally arrived in a place where I could probably tell you that this one is better than mm-hmm. the Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was kind of I in denial about that for a long time. Um, yeah. 
I still enjoy the Batman more, but I can say, I can say confidently that I do believe this is a better movie. Um, they're so close oh. though. I mean, it, it's nine. No, it's it's one A one B. I would yeah. say. But I, it's also the thing of you can't not compare the Batman to this one because this almost any Batman after this feels like I said a little derivative because mm-hmm. this feels like such a like shining example of Batman. Exactly, and, and like, it's 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 not a slide on any Batman. Like the fact that Matt Reeves was able to create something that doesn't feel like it's trying its hardest to be the dark knight which i feel like you find stuff is a little guilty of that across a lot of a lot of comic book movies um i think it's impressive you know i think that trying to take it in an original direction again was a was a wise choice but uh we've still got line and shot for you claire how about a line from me what's your favorite line oh my god this is so nerdy but this is a lot there's a lot of amazing lines in this movie this is a line that I actually say in my everyday life so much so that my friend got it embroidered for me on a pillow. Oh, is, oh I my hear, God. Are you long enough to see yourself become the villain? I love that. So I say that all the time. So that is my favorite line. In this movie. I love it. That's fantastic. I love that you had the pillow at the ready and everything. That's incredible. You came prepped. <laughs> that's outstanding. Which is a great yeah. gift. I mean, look how nice this is. No, that's that a that's a fantastic like, pillow. I love it. it. But also, why wow. do I say that so much? That's, that, was, yeah. that was an instant why thought for me. <laughs> are you are you thinking that you might go on a villain arc at some point in your life? You know, do you think you think me? a villain arc you is? Know, I don't, I'm trying the not people to. People around her. Mm. You know, someone does something fucked up, and it's like, well, you know, yeah, <laughs> either. No. You either die yeah, here or live long enough to become that. You used to be cool. I don't know what happened. I get that. I get that. No, that's fucking fantastic. It's a great quote to go with too. Um, that's one of the more one of the more iconic ones from this movie. One of those ones where when I watched it uh, for the first time five years ago, I was like, "Hold the fucking phone! Is that where this is from? Like, that's the origin of that quote. That's fucking mm. nuts." Uh, yeah. yeah. I also always always forget that Harvey says it. Like it feels like an Alfred line, but it's actually a mm-hmm. Harvey line. Yeah. And it makes a lot more sense for Harvey to say it too. Very, very telling line there. Um no shadow. But I believe oh, that shot. brings us to shot. I guess true. It just reminded me of a shot of him dead whenever it's him and Batman laying next oh, to each other. Over. Like oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. That's great. But anyways. Is that that's not? I didn't just steal your thunder for your shot, right? That's not your favorite shot no. in the movie. Okay, I didn't no, want to steal the thunder. No, my favorite shot is the vertical truck. Oh, that's right. Oh, you, you did say, say that. You did Hello, dinner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, my favorite shot was one that came in. Like I've I've always liked it, but when I when I everything's better in a movie theater on the giant fucking screen. Everything you like, you like more. And the things you didn't know you liked, you you all of a sudden do. Um, the after Rachel and Harvey have been blown up, and right before we cut to Bruce standing over the rubble, we get my favorite shot of the of the movie, which is Joker sticking his head out of the cop car as it like fishtails down the road. Um, right. Fucking love that! It is so goddamn pretty. Um, yeah, it's one of the alternate covers to the DVD too. I think. 
Yes, it's the it's the oh. I, I have the letterboxed where you can change the posters, uh-huh. and I picked that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I love it. I love it so dearly. But uh, it's uh, I mean, like I got chills when I saw it on the big screen. I was like, oh god, that's so fucking cool. And, like uh, the sound cuts out too. Yeah, it's like a and it's faded, silent, and all you, like, you hear the oh man, you can like hear the car <laughs> swerving back and forth. So beautiful that like this. It's crazy how many like good scenes that you can pick it like it is just the whole movie though i mean it, it's like there are the movie's good and then it has like multiple climaxes throughout the whole like the whole thing like the rachel and harvey like blowing like that's a crazy moment and then like you have like the fairy moment i feel like is the the biggest climax of the movie of like proving joker wrong but then you have him blowing up a hospital you have um gordon sa- you know sacrificing himself you have a triple Another assassination iconic. attempt like, Another well, iconic actual thing they did was blowing up an entire building. They really blow oh, that up, and the, yep, the him building. messing it up. The like, thing didn't yeah, work, right? That's one take. That's like one, they had to do it. Like the the thing in the background, the secondary explosion. That was they added that so it like it looked a little more real. But like the big wide shot of them blowing up the hospital is very. That's a real like, thing. Yeah, that they actually blew happened. that shit up. Yeah, like He's, that's it's that. incredible. Heath Ledger just like. It actually, like, something went wrong with the explosives, yeah. and, like, it didn't go off as they thought it would, and, like, he just improvised that. Like, luckily, because that's one take. There's You're not getting another take of you blowing up a hospital, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a one and done, but I loved that. And, like, turning around being like... Mm-hmm. Another shot contender was Lau sitting up on the, the pot, the just mountain of cash burning. Um d- the shot, I wanted it just because the absolute dime he throws with a stack of cash just, oh, I mean, right just it, it's, him, it's loud right in the face, man. I, I don't know. It just, it makes me laugh every time I see when it. When he jumps and uh, slides down the pile of money, it's mm-hmm. not about the money. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. sending a message. Mm-hmm. That's a, another mm-hmm. great scene, too, because you're like, oh, he's, you're like, he's, there's no reason for him to do this. You it's see his chaos. motives. Yeah, you see his so motives. Good. There are none, really. It's just whenever pure... the guys pull up with him in a body bag, and they all hop out, and you know, uh, my father. Oh, How about alive? Yeah, he um, was a drinker. <laughs> yeah, and one day, no, nah, dude. I've... Let's put a smile on that face. Fucking love. Fucking. There were more stories he had made up about his scars. I think there's only two, right? It's that and the white. Father was a drinker. He took the knife to my mouth. Did it? He's about to tell the story again when when he pushes him off the building. I think. That's another great line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Know how I got these scars? No, but I know how you got these. Yeah. I know how you got these. Yeah. Every comeback Batman has is pretty good. Um, but yeah, that. Oh, what? Which one was? Oh, dang it! I thought I was. I had some Joker moment that I had in my head. It's it's escaped me. But there's oh well. a lot, man. Dude, there's too many. That's oh, the I mean, of course, head. one that we've talked about a lot that I don't think we've talked about at all here is you think you could just steal from us and walk away? Yeah, yeah. Fucking love that. It's one of my favorite <laughs> line deliveries of all time. <laughs> I almost did go with that, but I didn't know if that was like if if you guys felt the same. Like, there's so many lines that. It's just funny. Like, I don't know. Like, every time it comes up, I'm just, I love it. Maybe you should add, like, Um, favorite line delivery, too. Right, right. Exactly. Because that would be a fucking winner here. Uh, You think you could just steal from us and walk away? Yeah. 
Uh, it was hilarious. So when we went to the theater a couple months back, it was Emily's first time ever watching the dark Knight. She'd never seen it in the theater. Was it the, Oh, so I was like, I I asked her on the way. I was like, have we ever watched this? I was like, I don't think we've ever watched this series. She's like, no, I've never seen it. And I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah, this is perfect. And there are a lot of moments that struck me as so much funnier than they've ever been before. Um, there's one moment that's like, not that funny, but for some reason, me like as soon as it happened me and emily both like <laughs> like we looked at each other and we're like oh my god you know uh it's whenever they've got the truck parked there and the dude walks up and is like a, hey you can't park here and then joker like swings to the front and shoots him like i don't know what it is it's just so it's sudden just, that it is so fucking funny it's not funny but it is in it the is movie funny. it is so funny i i have the same feeling like my me and my brother like that's that's just a moment we we laugh Dude. at because I, I oh, I'm pretty sure it, comes it never made me laugh kids. before. But like I was like, oh, I don't know it's why hilarious. I thought it was. Dude. No, like, it's, it's it's hilarious, and every time you watch it now, it only it like it only kind of gets funnier because yeah. you know it's coming and how quick it is. The like he's in the passenger seat just hiding or something, mm-hmm. you know, and he just whoosh boom and like just a mat like goddamn like that's a. <laughs> That poor cop, you know. Yeah. I usually don't really care about cops, but like he was just that like, one was hey, funny, man. I love here, and I love the chaos imagery, you know, like whenever they are exporting Harvey Dent, and that's a whole like the fact that we could talk about this movie for another fucking hour if we wanted to, but like uh um Harvey taking credit for being Batman and knowing that he's gonna do the right thing and like wonderful amazing scene. One of the reasons I, I go with Harvey Dent for my favorite character mm-hmm. is because of his faith in batman and the fact that he does staunchly believe in him as an idea um Mm -hmm. but when they're transporting him and they have to divert to the the tunnel and there's a fire truck on fire and that's what's blocking it i was like you know what fuck yeah i I was like that's the shit right there just him being like anarchy chaos fire truck on fire Love the Yeah, that tickles him too. He laughed about that. Oh yeah, he's like, ah, this will really get them. He writes so, slaughter, you know, on the on the yeah. on the semi truck <laughs> that that flips, you know. He's like, yeah, like he's shooting. He just he has like a, a an automatic pistol. Then he has like you know a machine gun. Then it's like so he's gonna have he's gonna have to have something a whole lot bigger to break through this. And then just yeah. just pulls up a whole rocket launcher. You're like, oh okay, yeah. This this dude, uh, he's got it like that. I love how every extra in this movie, or not extra, but uh, every one-line actor in mm-hmm. this movie, they fucking go for it. Every oh, yeah. chance they get, bro. Uh, no more dead cops! You know, that that thing fucking kills me yeah. every time. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, and everyone's uh, screaming. <laughs> that, that one okay. where he's like, that a, oh, that's not good when the, when the helicopter's going down. He's like, that's yeah. not good. <laughs> Oh, that's not good. I, I think it's so funny. Okay. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's just that. Uh, I think it's because everyone's just like hyped to be in this movie. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I no, it's it's know. fucking outstanding. Yeah, it, it is weird to think about. But like, imagine being like, do you think they knew while they were filming that this was going to go as hard as it did? You know, I like, mean, I that's that's always the interesting thing about movie like, making, man. They were like, I mean, we're just having a good time. Like, I think the lead performers generally um set the tone for what it's like on set and i think probably he thought your set are really exciting really that interesting so really fun, fun. fun that'd be a fun There's also that movie to make with him 
Yeah. Yeah. There's also that um in that scene with like the getting Harvey Dent out of the car goes to my favorite behind the scenes picture, which is Heath Ledger on the skateboard. Oh, kickflipping it. Yeah, mid kickflip. Yeah, because oh. yeah. apparently the story behind that is like he came to set with no makeup on with a skateboard, and they're like, "Who's this fucking kid?" And they're like, "It's Heath Ledger." That's the joke. I... Yeah, that's. Uh... Yeah. I hate to I hate to do this. Uh oh. I I don't think that photo's real. No. Really? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. There's a sh- whenever he jumps over Batman to the guy who just got zapped. No. It's from that moment when he's jumping no. over him no. from a different angle. No. I, no. I My head cannon is not gonna believe this one. This the he Heath Ledger is a cool fucking dude. As the yeah, damn it. Uh, no. No. Thi- no. I this looks pretty real. Here's between the doctored no. viral. Oh, damn it. God damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I knew. I knew and I couldn't be alone in this anymore. Okay. It's partially it's partially true. He did skateboard between takes though. This okay. Yeah, he brought his story. skateboard to the set. He I know did that actually do that, but the photo is not real. Here is the original. Okay. So the original photo it's literally that photo, but the and jumping skate- over him without a skateboard. The skateboard is the only thing, but it is yeah. behind the scenes. It is not like taken from the movie or photoshopped. The only thing that is photoshopped is the skateboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. now that I'm he thinking actually- about it, now that I'm thinking about it, he'd have to get some mad air to jump over Batman with that. No ramp. Like the, he'd be, or, a, he'd be, no, don't like, get me wrong. I, I I love it, but I couldn't I couldn't I I couldn't be alone. No, anymore. that's fair. We had to we had to be educated on that. I had to share. I had to share. Why in, in I my pain the superpower Ledger's that I could forget people. selective memories. Do you see how great the superpower would be yes, if you could I selectively I've always forget understood. Oh my I would. Absolutely. Yeah, not not to fly, not to have super strength. No, I want to forget. This ability is useless. Yeah, I want to yep. forget whatever Mind I want. Mind control is where it's at. What is? Mind control. I mean, fair. you could get any, I guess, mind control, I could control your minds to make you, well, no, I guess I would, I would still, I could control my own mind if I had my, okay, now we're getting. Yeah, you're like, okay, forget it, it's gone. Yeah, no, I, uh, no, I I fucking love this movie, man, and I think that when it comes to the rating section of this podcast, it's probably going to destroy every other movie we've discussed for this project so far, um. Especially the ones we've discussed with you, Claire. I don't think uh, I don't think you'd feel very differently about it. Batman and Robin, uh, and uh, uh, Batman Begins. Batman Begins was solid. As of right now, it's critically our highest rated. Mm-hmm. Is it really? Yeah, at a nine. Yeah, really? Nine I, not even Spider Man. Spider Man. I think we gave an eight five. Um, wow. Yeah, Spider Man is an eight seven, or that's Superman. Spider Man. Yeah, right now our top five in terms of overall rating. Once we've taken all the four separate things and amalgamated them, and you know our our crazy fucking methods, uh, we've got Superman at one. Oh, and Spider Man at one, tied at ninety six percent. Mask of Phantasm at three at ninety four. Spider Man two at eighty nine, and Batman Begins at five at eighty eight. So. Okay. Well, yeah, I think it's gonna be a wash. This yeah, is. Uh, that... I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess before we even do any that this will be the new king at the end of the day. Um, yeah. It is mostly because I think we're getting three tens and a nine seven five. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, enjoyment-wise, I don't... As far as a comic book movie goes, I'm, like, I turn into a little kid again when I watch this movie. Like, I'm I'm literally, like, giggling to myself at some, like, Joker, you know, some just lines or, like, I'm, I'm, like, I feel like I need to memorize this movie. Like, I don't know of a movie experience that's quite like this. Um, like, out, like, this is just a top ten movie of all time, and if that's the case, like, I don't know what is more deserving of a ten for enjoyment yeah no i'm i i don't i don't hesitate at all uh what about you claire on a scale of one to ten how much are you enjoying this movie no matter how many times i watch this movie i have the same level of enjoyment that i always yeah i i agree and as an action adventure movie (laughs) don't think you can get much better wow um yeah i think i think we're looking at another 10 there as far as adaptation is concerned it's taking it in an original direction uh, but it still maintains the spirit of Joker and Two-Face pretty staunchly, uh, especially Batman, especially Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon is probably the most well-adapted he's ever been on screen in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, they even get the marital issues in there, which is wonderful. Um, critical, critical to the character of Jim Gordon. He's got to be a pathetic, shitty husband. Yes, uh, absolutely. Terrible. Good so, reasons. Okay. Terrible they got, husband. They got it all. Um yeah, I guess a- adaptation would be the only thing that that I I mean, let's see. We gave Superman Mask of Phantasm Spider. I mean, I, think I mean, like it's this is like it's kind of another one of those it, like it becomes ready. the same thing as what we discussed for Mask of Phantasm where it rewrites. You know, when it redefines what these characters are and it's becomes like the, gold the standard. standard. Exactly. Yeah, the, I think that this is the gold standard of adaptation. I don't think that you get better than Joker and Two-Face in this movie. No. And even Batman Exactly. And and that's the thing is that when, when a movie works this well and is this good, it does not have to be exactly, exactly on the money comic book accuracy. Mm-hmm. If you can adapt it and make it better, which I think this did, um, it's a 10, man. Like, uh, and, and critically, it's pretty fucking good as well. How, how are you feeling about it on a scale of 1 to 10 there, Claire? Uh, critically, I think the only issue I have is the writing of uh, Rachel's character. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking 9.5 for critics. 9.5. I, I I dig it. I do. I'm not far off from you there. And that brings your rating to a 98%, which is wow. near perfect, about as close to perfect as you can get. And I'm with you. I'm with you. I think that that is my prior, my priority, uh, like concern when it comes to this movie. Um, if Rachel is perfectly casted and written well, this movie is, yeah. What other gripe is there? Like, I'm trying to think. Like, I think maybe the, maybe on first watch, some of the plot is a little confusing. It might be a it's little a lot. Bit you know, like, yeah. it is It is a lot. It can be. Like, with the Gordon thing, we weren't sure if he meant to. There's a lot of moving parts. Death. Yeah. And mostly, um, I, I would more problem. more than anything, I, mean, I would kind of poke that as like a logic thing more than yeah. like a. Uh, I guess that is a little bit of a writing thing, because I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, Gordon came up, and I was like, "Wasn't this guy fucking dead?" You know, like I was like, "What just happened here?" Um, yeah. You know, so I think there's a little bit of a they're, they're trusting the viewer a lot, you know, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. They're they're depending on you to understand what's happening 
and to, you know, keep up with it. And I think that, uh, that would still make it the best movie we've covered in this project, undoubtedly. And, and our, our critical rating is different for comic book movies than it is um, for, like, regular movies. For film, I guess we could yeah. say. But uh, that's because... the thing, is that even so, you could compare this more staunchly to some of our director spotlight movies. Like, this is um, actually deserving of a nine-something. Like, No, yeah, in, 100%. Even outside of the comic book rating... Well, that's and, the thing is that when it comes to critical for the comic book stuff, we've been pretty good about maintaining a degree of sameness to the other stuff. Um, it's more the enjoyment that comes in and it's like, oh, wait, we uh, we like those a lot. But uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't been we haven't been super true. randomly nice to movies. We've only given one a nine, mm-hmm. you know, and that was the first installment in the Dark Knight trilogy. Um yeah, yeah. This is well. The floor is nine, um, and then you can automatically say it's better. My than floor Batman is nine Begins. five. Yeah, you like, can nine five is as low as I'll go. It's automatically better than Batman Begins. So then the floor is nine two five, and then you're like, is it just a little bit better? No, no it's much better than it Batman Begins. Better. So yeah, like I, it's not a ten, and I don't think you can ever give a ten. We've never given anything a ten critically because we don't. That's. Like, it doesn't exist. It doesn't uh, yeah, exist. That's, There's nothing you know, that I guess, is a 10. I guess there is technically a 10 out. There is something that is the best made. So, but who's to say what that is? The 10 yeah. claims it to be perfect. I think that the best a movie could be would be like mm. a 9.99. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Fair. 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 Um, but I, I mean, I the gripes in this movie are so small. Arguably, Rachel should be a bigger part of the movie. It shouldn't be a small argument, but the the Gordon thing, like no, yeah, that's, 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 that's like that's yeah, no, that's exactly that's, that's, that's like if you like, had to find something that was wrong yeah, with this. You're, movie, you're really yes. like you're nitpicking. That's something you go yeah. to. Yeah. I, I think um, I think we go nine seven five here. Like I think it's like there's it is as close. It's to Budapest levels. As you can get. Um, it's Oppenheimer levels. It's Irishman levels. When you can make a comic book movie actually this good and actually like the like the themes in the movie are not childlike themes. Like you get the idea of good versus evil if you're a kid, but then you watch it as an adult and you're you're met with all these moral and ethical dilemmas that like the Joker puts people in and like it gets you to think about those things. And then and then it's like. You know, you never like thinking like, oh, maybe this Joker's onto something. Maybe he's right. But it's kind of like this Thanos thing where you're like, well, at least, you know, it's not this pure evil that's killing to kill. At least there's some. He has his own. He has his own set of ideas. Yeah. You know, sort of thing. It doesn't make it better. Um, But like it's it is this different vein, I think. Um, I I don't know. I, I, I don't think a movie can really. That's I don't know if I'm going nine seven five just because I know like every other movie that comes after this doesn't even really touch it. There are some that come close, but is nine. Yeah, no, like I'm 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 cool with the nine five or nine seven five. So you are cool to decide there. If you if you want to go nine seven five, that's fine with me. Oh God. Um. Well, if it's a nine seven five, it's a nine point nine four. If it is a nine five, it is a nine eight. 
So it'd still be a 99 on the two. Hmm. Do we give room to grow? It, you know, is, is there is there a movie that is better made than The Dark Knight? Is Comic Logan book wise, or, I think there is only one argument. Is it Spider Verse? Into uh, the Spider Verse, and maybe the Batman. Almost a different thing though, because it's animated. Yeah, I it's like different. It is. It's a different because you have different things to work with. Mm-hmm. So you might want to. It's, it's definitely that. a different set of. It's definitely a different set of uh, tools, but ultimately, yeah. what what we're getting across there in the end. You know, I think as far uh, as live you... action is concerned, The Dark Knight's the greatest movie of all, the uh, greatest comic book movie of all time. Why'd you put me in control, picking this number? I'm going back and forth. I think we should land on nine seven five though, because the cool the gripes we do have, the negatives that we can say, Rachel's writing, and it's it's not terrible. It's just not to the level that everything else is at. And right. then Gordon's little lot, you know, just yeah, a little I sh- plot yeah, like hole. the like, writing of Rachel would be perfectly suitable for like every other comic book movie. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I'm I'm chilling at a nine seven five, which you know it it raises it just just it's still a ninety nine percent no matter what. But in my head, I'll know it as a ninety nine point four percent. Yeah, instead. yeah. Um, so yeah, that seems fair. But that is the new king, uh, without a doubt. Yeah, it's not overall. close, man. Um, and if we're adding it to our own personal list, too, um, yeah, it's yes, one. Uh, it, it follows the same um, as it did here. Yeah, what's that make your new top three on the uh, on the old letterboxed uh, yeah. comic book movie ranking here? Get it on, pulled up. I got Spider-Man 1 and Superman after The Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight number one, Spider-Man one, and then the classic uh, Superman. Yeah, me. no, I like I like my top five right now. It's three Batman movies, a Superman movie, and a Spider-Man movie. So, That's fair. Yeah, Dark Knight one, Superman two, Spider-Man three, Phantasm four, and Batman Begins five. So it's uh, yeah, okay. it's the big three. Those are the those are the three superheroes, you know, um, and it's been reflected. Uh, in in our project thus far, I wish I could but, change uh, these movie posters on Letterbox. After seeing that, you it's such it for me. I don't use it enough to actually like warrant paying for it. But like just seeing yeah. that you have, yeah, like I want it. I want to change these posters so bad on Letterbox. Uh, it's always very satisfying. Uh, it also boosts your reviews, which helps a lot. That was like that was my justification. I was like, it's for the podcast. Yeah. I just like aesthetics. So it works. Well, I'm people write that off. Taxes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. We get there. Make this an yeah. official. Yeah, I guess I am making official business expense. Um, but yeah, bada bing, bada boom. Ninety nine percent on the old bloom a meter. Um, wow. But yeah, man, I was another goodie in the books for us, and with that, we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would. Head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, all sorts of shit over there. Book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. Um, me and Joe just had a conversation earlier this week about uh, Loki Season 2 and the Marvels, which I got to see earlier this week. And uh, overall, very positive conversation over there. So uh, for $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially. 
because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Um, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast, uh, follow on Letterboxd at Penny Bloom Pod. Um, remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever it is that you might be listening. We have officially passed the the mark. I checked in between recordings here. Um, we have put, we've passed the goal for the downloads on the year. Uh, we we did it. Uh, Ten thousand five hundred thirty-one from May of twenty nineteen to December thirty-first, twenty twenty-two. We've done that and then some in half as many episodes in twenty twenty-three. So it's been a fantastic year, and I want to keep the ball rolling. And thank you all for uh, thank you all for downloading. Thank you all for listening. It means a lot. Um, you know, we're going to do it no matter who's listening. But it's nice to know that people are. Yeah. Um, let's see. Now we're going to continue our comic book movie journey through film next week with a good old fashioned shitter and X-Men origins yeah. Wolverine. Talk about going from a hundred to zero real yes. quick. We are yes. going quite the opposite direction, but that's what Cannot this project's wait. all about. You know, you got to highlight wait. everything. Yes, um, you do. We're, we're getting the good, the bad and the ugly, man. That's just the way we're going to do it. Um, but to offset some of the the rougher weeks ahead, we are also beginning a new director spotlight next week. In anticipation of Ferrari, we will be discussing some uh, some of the movies from Michael Mann's filmography. Um, it begins with Thief next week, and it will continue the weeks after that, all the way until the end of 2023. Um, I always I always like to use the end of the year as a natural reset for the podcast. Whatever comes next, it's it's sort of a new beginning, you know, new season. Um, a new exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, new year. But yeah. Winter is blooming on Monday. We continue that. Season 6, Episode 3. Very excited for that. Um, we're getting there. We're getting there with that. We knew we made a big commitment. And man, is it... It's still going. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been a little over a year now. And we're still kicking. Um, and we're, we're going we're gonna to finish that strong. I can promise you that. Um but yeah, winter is blooming. If you have not watched Game of Thrones, I would not recommend listening to that podcast as we spoil the shit out of stuff. So uh, steer clear if you uh, if you have not watched Game of Thrones. But if you have, it might be the best Game of Thrones rewatch podcast out there. I don't know. Um, I haven't listened Who's to enough to, to tell you. Um, yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And thank you very much, Claire DeGenero, for joining us once again. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Oh, of course. Of course. You are welcome back anytime, as you well know by now. Um, and uh, we'll have to figure out if there's anything besides the Dark Knight trilogy coming up that you might want to. Because I don't think we'll reach the Dark Knight Rises come the end of the year. I think that's early. That's 2024. Yeah. Um, so if there's a, if there's something in the meantime, we'll have to, we'll have to nail something down. But, uh, in the meantime, I'll send us off by honoring Claire's favorite line here. Remember peace, love, and bloom. And you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain.